Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Adam Lampy. Adam, are you ready to do this? Yes, sir. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Adam is the CEO of Mint Wealth Management. He's an adjunct professor. He is an industry thought leader. I'm excited to have you on. Adam, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Um, well, I, I'm you know passionate about all things money. First off, I love this stuff. Uh, whether I'm at a you know family barbecue or a friend's you know, a party. Uh, I find, you know, myself wanting to talk about this stuff all the time. Uh, In fact, my wife, who's my biggest advocate, you know, she's, she could run a fortune 500 company. And sometimes she's like, Adam, you got to turn it off. But (laughs) beautiful children. And, um, you know, I, I really love this stuff, you know, teaching retirement planning classes for the last 15 years, I've seen everything. And, you know, you name a scenario, I I literally could write a book on things that you shouldn't do. And I've seen people do things. So, you know, I think the biggest uh, reason why folks, you know, are attracted to hiring a financial advisor is because they don't know, you know, what to do. There's so many options. I mean, if you Google anything out there, um, you know, they'll take you to one place and then you Google something else and it'll give you another opinion. So I think, you know, one of the things that I've, after seeing thousands of folks over the years, is I, I know what works and what doesn't, and characteristics that really drive success. Um, you know, the greatest fear uh, with anyone that has money is they might run out. And so I think, you know, my mission as a uh, trusted advisor is to provide that advice and provide that foundation and give them my best ideas. You know, I think Steve Jobs said it best, you know, about leaders. They have to be innovators. And I really look at myself as a thought leader. Um, You know, over the years, I've been, you know, compared to the Ron Carsons of the group, uh, you know, who's, you know, I call him the Michael Jordan uh, financial advisor. I remember the guy that gave me the compliment. His name was Randy Harrison, and he worked for Ron Carson. And he said, "You and Ron have something in common. You're big thinkers." And I think I think that's really important. And and really, you know, how do we deliver in this world that we're living in? Did I ever think that I would do majority of my meetings by Zoom? No, no, I never thought that. In fact, my comfort was in person. Um, but I think the beautiful thing is, is, you know, as human beings, we adjust and we adapt. And if we don't, then you might have to do something else. And so I think the best advice I ever got was when I joined a firm and we specialized in accounts that had 10 million or more. And, you know, I joke that wasn't reality, (laughs) but it taught me a valuable lesson because even those, these folks had a lot of money, a lot of times their standard of living went up dramatically. You know, they might have two ex-wives, they might have alimony, all these things. So it it became very critical um, for me at a young age to go, man, I need to manage my expenses well. And, you know, a lot of times people make the mistake of whenever they get a windfall, it changes their life. And I have found, you know, I could, you know, the law of large numbers, you know, uh, you're probably familiar with that concept, but you can see a lot of things happen and you know what works. You know, my father taught me a valuable lesson a long time ago. 
He said, you know, there's a traditional way of achieving success and there's a non-traditional way of achieving success. And that's what we try to educate our clients on. I'm an educator first. And I think, you know, I think the most rewarding part for me is when I have clients call me up and they go, hey, Adam, what do you feel about this? And recently I had somebody call me up and they said, Adam, do you think I should take the vaccine? Mm. And I knew right then how powerful my job was and how, how much of a profound impact I could have on people's lives. And I was flattered at first, and, and, but I took it very seriously. And I said, you know, it's important to me that you understand all your options, and I'm no doctor, <laughs> but I have doctors of, as clients, and we can use them as a guideline. And every single doctor that I have as a client has elected to take the vaccine. So do what you want with that information. But, uh, you know, I think we need to all act accordingly and take this, you know, uh, environment that we're in seriously. Um, and, you know, we have to, you know, one of the things that I think is really critical is we focus on the things that we can control. And then the things that we can't control, um, we deal with those effectively with, you know, strategies that work you know i always tell clients all the time if they're married stay married (laughs) if you don't stay married uh 50 percent of your assets are gone and it is what it is um and then you know i i always tell people i get really annoyed with a lot of the pundits in my industry they make predictions and you know quite candidly a lot of them are vague (laughs) and a lot of them are wrong and in fact, there was a study done last year that 80% of investment managers' predictions were either wrong or vague. And so, uh, you know, be aware of that. Um, I think, you know, what's important is measuring the things that are black and white, taxes. And, you know, this new environment that we're in, I think, uh, is kind of, you know, is an opportunity for people to embrace, but at the same time, follow rules that work and bottom line is diversification works and you know I've, i haven't talked about any one stock more than GameStop, you know <laughs> lately, uh in my entire career but at the same time you know unfortunately i think at the end of the day a lot of these amateurs that are in the market are going to be left holding a pop balloon and because they're not following basic rules of investing and you know Whenever I have somebody that's maybe 19 or 20 years old, and I've had a few reach out to me recently, and they say, you know, Adam, what do you think about this and that? And I go, do you have an IRA? I was turned <laughs> around on And nine times out of 10, it's no. Right. <laughs> and, if they, and then if they say no, I go, do you have a 401k? And nine times out of 10, it's no. And then I encourage them. I go, hey, my job as a trusted financial advisor is to encourage you to take advantage of tax deductions or tax planning or being tax efficient. For instance, a lot of people don't know this, but you can do a, a Roth 401k and you can put 19500 a year away. That's a big deal. And, you know, uh, and then it, all that growth grows tax free. Big deal. 
Um, there's also things that you can do called like a backdoor Roth IRA. And that's where I get really excited where you can overfund your 401k. Um, and then, and then all the money that's in the after tax portion can be rolled at retirement into a Roth again, tax-free income. So I think a lot of folks are missing the basic premise and, and really following rules that work. You know, there's a lot of timing going on in the market. Um, and that's, that, that frustrates me and my job and, and you know, my mission as a planner, um, is to really educate folks. And I think, you know, for instance, if you invested in the market 10 years ago, a hundred thousand dollars and you stayed in the market, you'd have $327,000 given if you missed just a few days in the market, you know, you, you're down to 120, you know, 127,000. So, um, it's a really big deal that, you know, we, we stay disciplined and we have what we call an investment policy statement. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about that, but let's look at the biggest endowments in the world. They have one. And so we want, we want folks to embrace an investment policy statement because all that says is this is the guideline, you know, Quite candidly, I've averaged 20% in the last 10 years. Last year, I made 56%. The year before, I made 75% on my money. Is that sustainable? No. I still model 6% because I know long-term it's going to come back. The market will humble you. And I always tell folks, the market is dumb. It likes things black and white. And when there's uncertainty out there, it doesn't like that. Um, you know. But I just want clients to really, really you know, uh, focus on, you know, protection. You know, I, I had my favorite professor in college at graduation. He told me I, I graduated number one in my class, uh, in personal financial planning from Texas tech, which has been routinely wealth management ranked them the number one program in the nation. And my, my, my professor, Joseph Toombs, he said to me at graduation, he said, I think your most likely to succeed in your your class and I said well why is that and he goes well you have a unique skill set you're passionate and you understand all the financial aspects but you can relate to folks and I think that's key is communication and having open dialogue um, you know I always say my wife is my boss and I encourage you know clients to bring their spouses in and because I know personally that if my wife is not there, we're not going to make that major decision. Um, and I think, you know, I think we all need to really focus on the big picture and, and stop trying to do gimmicks. And that's something that is very frustrating for me because I know everything to me is like a math equation. <laughs> I can work backwards. In fact, you know, for instance, AT&T, you know, you've heard of AT&T. Sure. You know, a lot of times people don't realize that a company like them has maintained a dividend for over a hundred plus years. Big deal. It's dividend in the last 20 years has been between four and 7%. So let's just say you got a nice chunk of money in there. Um, you could easily live off that dividend, but I like AT&T and I think every re retiree should own it but I only like it up to 3% because of one fundamental reason. It only takes one person to ruin a good company. And I think we need to be aware of that. 
Um, and you know, a lot of folks are out there trading right now and they're, they're not being sensitive to taxes and you can lose over 40% of your gains by being inefficient. And a lot of folks think that the answer is the cheapest, you know, mutual fund out there. For instance, the Vanguard Wellington fund on paper, its fee is very small, 0.15. But if you held that fund and let's say 2019 and you made 200,000 plus, um, you actually lost about 2.4% um, in, in efficiencies in the fund. And so, you know, what we preach to a lot of our, our clients is bringing tax alpha. That's something that we can do, uh, you know, and it increases your bottom line. And so I think that's really, really important to understand taxes and not, you know, uh, timing the market and understanding diversification. It's your friend. And, you know, a lot of folks are chasing these hot managers. And I had a, a gentleman tell me the other day, he made 750%. Wow. You know, if you continue that, they're going to build statues. For sure. <laughs> about you. But the quite candidly, you know, short-term traders, we know statistically 80% of them fail and they're done in two years. And that's not something that's going to work long time. I think Warren Buffett said it best, you know, if we can't own a, 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 a stock for five minutes, then, you know, uh, or, or not five minutes, but 10 years, then you shouldn't own it at all. And I think, you know, that puts us in the mindset, um, that we have to have a long-term focus because the minute we have a short-term focus, you know, we get hurt. And I think that's the most frustrating part about my job is, you know, I could be the best financial planner in the country, the best. And I, I think I am. I mean, I've had money managers tell me that I've been compared to the, you know, the Ron Carson's of the world. In fact, my father, you know, reminded me when I first got in the industry, he said, you know, Adam, you're like Warren Buffett. I'm like, what? Because a lot of people don't know this, but Warren Buffett's father was a stockbroker and you're way better than I am. And here, my, my father's been in the industry 40 something years for him to say that given he's biased, he's my father, Sure. you know, and I had to take it with a grain of salt, but it was a, a heck of a compliment. And then I had my professor tell me I'm going to be the most likely to succeed. And I think passion is the key to really giving good advice. I mean, I'm passionate. You know, if, if people come to me, you know, and they give me a million dollars, the frustrating part for me is if we go through a correction, we always look at ranges and their million goes to 900,000. Despite all my other works, they might judge me poorly. But if that million goes to 1.1 million, then they think I'm a genius. You're the best. You know, that's that's probably the most challenging part of my job is is going, I really am the best, but sometimes you're going to lose money with one out of four years, one out of five years. Embrace your account being uncomfortably down. And then there's, you know, the expectation, well, you do this. You're a genius. You know, it should never be down, Adam. And, you know, I, I look at myself as, you know, I've seen everything. I've had folks come to me and I, I had a gentleman sit down with me and he said, Adam, I'm taking care of my mom. And I, I want to make sure I take care of her. I got I got her money and, and an account and and it's over a million dollars and we're going to pay for her long term care. And I said, OK, where, where'd you get that money? And he goes, well, I took it out of her IRA and it's in a bank account so I can write that monthly check. And I go, OK, when did you do that? And he goes, oh, about I don't, I don't know, 
two and a half months ago. And I go, okay. And I'm trying to prepare him for the bad news I'm about to give him. And the bad news is, is after 60 days, you cannot put that money back in. It becomes taxable. Um, and I calculated briefly and I, of course, said confirm with your CPA. But I said, looks like you're going to owe about $450,000 in taxes. And his eyes went just like yours. And he turned, you know, purple, blue. And he said, well, Adam, I'm just going to put it back. And I said, it's too late. You had 60 days. And so that is, that's when I knew I had job security, you know, <laughs> right at that moment. Yeah. You know, because that is a major mistake, major mistake. And I see people all the time not following rules. And that is really my mission is I want people to follow rules. I mean, in 2019, the market was great. I had a gentleman come to my office and, you know, um, his account was down like 80% and he was a market timer <laughs> and that's just, you know, he got killed anytime the market went down. He was like an indicator. He sold mm. and you know, it just kills me to see people make those kind of mistakes. Um, but I think, you know, statistically, you know, there's, there's been studies out there. The wealthiest folks have a wealth advisor, whether it's us or someone that you trust, uh, they have to be competent. And then I think it's also important to know how they get they get compensated. You know, at one point I used to sell annuities and I'm so thankful I don't sell that. I think <laughs> garbage. I think they're real garbage. I mean, we have to, you know, my 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 goal in a, in the industry or you know, my if I wanted to leave a legacy is to improve the reputation of financial advisors. I mean, I asked a financial advisor one time I said, "Why do you offer that annuity?" I think it's lousy and it was a very pointed question and but his answer to me was profound and he said well Adam you know if I sell X amount of the annuity the annuity company matches my deferred comp yeah nothing about the client there you go <laughs> that explains and, it and I, yeah and I was just like wow Yuck. man I feel sorry for your clients and I didn't say that, but I thought it. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a weird, you know, it's weird in the sense that folks will get so focused on their own agenda. And I think that's where we need to, you know, really step back and say, hey, what are my commitments to uh, the people that I act on their behalf for? And I want to act in their best interest and I want to avoid conflicts of interest. I think that's a big deal. Um, I want to be a, 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 you know, somebody that's, uh, you know, ha is a complete third party and I'm not, you know, I don't have any conflicts of interest. I try to avoid them at all costs. Um, and I point out, uh, you know, I point out to, to folks all the time, be aware of how folks are compensated, mm -hmm. know how they're compensated, because that's going to dictate what they recommend. You know, nine times out of 10, when I'm in competition with a another advisor, I've had folks show me what they're recommending. And we always do pros and cons. Hey, this is the pro, this is the con. And I outline what the comp is. And for us, I think it's critical that we, you know, levelize our, our compensation. You know, I've had folks ask me, well, why are you making this recommendation? Do you make more money? And I'm like, not at all. My compensation is the exact same. 
And I think that's the kind of advice you should seek um, is, is, is really, you know, where the, the compensation is, is level and there's no incentive um, to, to, you know, trade or sell you a high commission product or all those things. But, you know, I think the hard part is, is finding people that are open to advice. You know, they're, you know, a lot of folks, especially if they've been successful, they think they're an expert in all things. Right. And, uh, and, but at the same time, um, you know, I always, I always want to be a sounding board for our folks. I tell them, you know, use me as human Google, (laughs) shoot me an email. I want to talk about this stuff. Um, and you know, and, and be a real resource to folks. I love it. Well, Adam, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, you know, I think tax efficiency is really key and maximizing the benefits because, you know, even though, even though I've made 20% on my money over the last 10 years, I know that's not sustainable. And anybody that tells you it is, run from um, I think, you know, whenever you're doing things, I think you need to look at like a Roth. It's better than sliced bread. Um, and then on an advanced level, you need to, you know, look at doing a, what we call a charitable remainder trust where you can get like the gentleman that made 750%. You know, he said, I have two and a half million dollars. So he started with a very small sum in 12 months. And I said, you're a perfect candidate for a charitable remainder trust. And you get a huge deduction going in there and then you get lifetime income uh, that's tax-free for you and your spouse. Given the downside, we always talk about the downside, it has to go to a charity. But we've done that for for folks and made that recommendation uh, for a portion of their assets. But it's something that, you know, a lot of folks, they talk about performance. And I think that's a mistake. I think they should be talking about standard deviation or risk because you can have two portfolios with the exact same return, but the one with the lower risk or lower standard deviation 20 years from now will have more money. And that's the bottom line. Um, and a lot of people have forgotten that. Um, so, you know, whenever we look at portfolios, we really examine where they are right now. What's the risk? In a perfect world, we'll get the same the same return and lower risk, and then we know we can show it on a chart. You'll have more money. And so I think that's my best advice is follow the rules, seek out a professional, and you know, you don't necessarily have to like them, but I think it's important. <laughs> There's a lot of people, the only way I've made it in this industry is I've found mentors. And uh, the, one of the best mentors I've ever had is my father. But at the same time, you know, I've, I've seeked out others that are really good in this profession. I mean, you know, and sometimes the answer is no. I asked one gentleman, he goes, I charge 50000 for each of my clients, flat fee. And then we manage their, their investments at no cost. And I said, can I come into your office and, and, and take off a week at my office and just be free labor? Because I was curious. I wanted to entrench myself in what he was doing. You know, and I think it's important that, you know, to make it in your career, you reach out to thought leaders like Michael Kitches. I mean, he is he is a genius 
if you follow everything he does, I'm going to be able to offer amazing advice. And I think not only, I mean, that's somebody in my profession, but that would be my best advice is find a mentor, find somebody you admire and run with it because the best ideas are perfected and made better. And let's be honest, that's the truth. And find somebody that you can use as a sounding board. I know I've made it as an advisor when I have clients say, hey, Adam, what kind of car should I buy? Hey, Adam, should I take the, you know, the the COVID vaccine? Hey, Adam, you know, um, should my wife take this job? You know, hey, Adam, I'm having marriage issues. How do we, how do I fix it? Wow, all profound. Not all of them are financially related, but they have financial impacts on our lives. So that's my best tip is follow rules because the rules matter. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets Come on. Come on. Adam, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, you can go to our website, uh, mintwm.com, and uh, you can contact one of our advisors for a real team approach. Uh, you know, we'll bring in attorneys, CPA, CFA, CFPs. Um, you know, I, I believe that you should bring in experts. You know, I have an expert that only does insurance. And, you know, I think that's really important is have a real team surrounded. Uh, you know, and we serve as your, your chief financial officer. Um, and, you know, I think the most rewarding part for me is when I have people tell me I no longer worry about my financial stuff. In fact, one of my favorite clients who's been a client for nearly a decade, he said, Adam, I only come in once a year. And every time I sit down with you, I think he can't perf- he can't he can't perfect his craft anymore. At the end of my meeting, I have the same thought year after year. You have. And I always wanna you always present your best ideas and you you present things that we think are innovative that we haven't heard of. And I really do believe you're an educator. And I was like, Wow, okay. I mean that's something that, you know, gives me purpose. I think I think all of us need purpose and my job for my clients and even my employees is to provide purpose and then provide peace of mind. Doesn't get any better than that. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Adam your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to mintwm.com, check out all the great resources and reach out to Adam. Thanks again, Adam. All right. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.